Welcome to episode 108. When this comes out, it'll be episode 108. I'm glad you know where we are, because <laughs> I got nothing. It's 108 of the Rep Talk Gumbo podcast. I thought I was dying the other night, so I wasn't even on the other That's night. That's true. You weren't even on the podcast the other night. I was That's right. Asleep. I haven't seen you since before you guys went on your trip. I yeah. was asleep before 8 o'clock the other night. Like, I logged in and talked for a little bit in the chat, and then I was out. Yep. Sinus infection was kicking my butt. So for anybody that can hear the background noise, we, we are at Herp's Bryan College Station. And for anybody doesn't realize, that's two two actual towns, two different towns. Yeah. I mean, they, they are connected. They are. Well, but all I can say is the whole town has showed up today. This is the first time all day I've been away from the front, and I'm exhausted. I wish the whole town was buying. Mm. <laughs> They're buying balloons. Yeah. Yeah, the balloon dude's killing it. He's going to have PTSD. He killed it over. at Corpus. Apparently at Corpus, he sold a ton. Yeah. It's smart, though. I mean. They keep popping. They're not going to buy the kid a snake. They'll buy him a balloon animal. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, we are at. Cor- or, I want to say Corpus Christi. We're at Bryan College uh, in Bryan College, Texas. For everybody that doesn't know that, Texas A&M. There we go. Right down the road from Texas A&M. That is a fact. Um, so we're going to do several interviews here. We are, Our first guest is from R&R Dragons. It's, and don't laugh at the name. Robin Williamson. Because I had to make sure that she wasn't lying to me when she told me the name. So did your sister Volan tell you that you're coming? Yes, because I yeah. uh, know more about the Tegus. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Whoa, Sean took me over there, and then Volan told them, and then her sister told her it was. I could have just gone and asked. Well, I mean, well, I, I was ask. stuck up front though. <laughs> J- Jason Brumley's hey, doppelganger. We love talking about Tegus, so it's all good. I love it. I love oh, Tegus. Oh, just seeing all sorts of people walk by. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so. We'll talk about Tegus because that's a uh, you, you're in Texas, right? We're in Louisiana. Oh, you're in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Like, we just moved from Louisiana. We're at, that's right. Uh, in close to Hammond, it's between New Orleans and Baton Rouge, almost right. equidistant. I do remember that now. Mm-hmm. Look, a lot of things happened between the last time I've done anything. So, so you guys got hit by the hurricane pretty good last I year. Yeah, it took out almost half my caging. Luckily, oh, I had packed up the Tegus and all this stuff. Um, so, everything survived except one tegu after the fact from being tubbed for like a month so you're doing outside caging for most of your stuff your adults yes. all yeah. my adults from like a year and a half on are outside last weekend was the first time i had been to new orleans yeah since uh, i had a, i'd been to slidell but that's a completely different and like west we over there and all that oh, yeah. Yeah. well you know james you guys weren't there all those trees around the venue mm-hmm. yeah are just flat really oh, yeah wow yeah, you can see, like, the gas stations and stuff from the venue now. Yeah, oh, they, man. They had a small, like, tornado hit probably about three blocks from our house, and it was lots of wooded areas. So it's weird because you can see the trees falling, but they fall in, like, a, a circle-type pattern. Mm-hmm. So yeah. They yep. weren't just going one direction like the wind was normally blowing. Well, you know, Ida took out the, the tallest radio tower in the country. Really? It was it's there outside of New Orleans. For still the not as stations. bad as Lake Charles. Lake Charles is so bad we don't have a show there anymore. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got hit twice. Yeah. <laughs> Mother Nature was like, no, I don't like, I don't like the place yeah. here. But yeah, and then both times it went right over your old house after it hit Lake Charles. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. how I know that my tortoise barn will uh, withstand a hurricane. Right, the roof may not, but the walls will not fall down. They are good. So you're doing outside. So how how many months out of the year are they outside? Are you keeping them outside year round? Uh, I keep them out until October and or November, depending on how the weather is. If it gets to 40 and below, we bring them in. We put them in tubs with hay and put them in the garage. 
which is pretty much temperature controlled because we have all of our heating lights in there. So for the babies and oh, everything yeah. else. So. So are you putting them down into brumation during some of that time? Or? Oh, they go down themselves. Oh, and really? then I usually have to wake them up to put them in the tubs to bring them in. And then they're down until March or April. They're just started stirring. So when I go back after the weekend, we're going to assess the temperature and then put them outside. So that's a lot like my, my rubber bows are like that. They, they decide they want to go into brumation somewhere around October. And so if I don't put them into brumation, they just won't eat for five months. Yeah. So. They, they've been asleep almost six months and they haven't eaten they, they stopped eating like about a month before that so they go through a true like complete shutdown yep they slow their systems down so they usually stop eating about a month before they go down to get all the stuff out their system because if they don't it rots in their stomach and okay, yeah yeah which is not fun no i don't imagine it is <laughs> it doesn't sound very pleasant. what is that you have on your back right now uh, a baby tegu she's a baby. about eight months old Everybody's phone's going off right now. They're not. It's the same alert from earlier. Well, it's only 20 minutes from here. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's why that's we're all why getting it. That's why it keeps getting, yeah. She's just hitching a ride because she likes to go. And so what type of tegu is that? This one is, I called it a light purple because it was our first time breeding it. It is a blue mixed with a pink panther. So um, the, the girl laid 26 eggs, but only two were fertile. So I had uh, two hatch from the whole clutch, but it was her first time, so... It, it usually their first clutch is not very good. See, I only know of th there's like three basic tegus. There's the black and white Colombians, right? They have black and white Colombians, uh, golden white black Colombians, and then of course they got the Argentines, which they have black and white, blues, and then they have reds. So, so the red ones are the ones I like. Those are the ones that look really cool. Yeah. I did. I know that the goldens tend to be uh, not super friendly. Right. They haven't been successfully bred in captivity, so they they're all wild caught or farm bred. <laughs> Uh -oh. um, Looks like somebody might be getting a tegu. I freaking love lizards. You just don't know. <laughs> Tegus have been, you know, generationally bred for quite a few years. So we're probably going on into 15, 20 years of, you know, captive breeding, maybe longer. Really? See, I watched a guy. So it was a show a long time ago, and I was across from Ty, and he had a golden tegu in a tub with a lid on it. It said golden tegu. And I watched this guy open the tub. And reach in to grab it and pull back, just blood pouring down from his oh. hand. I was like, mm. "That's." I was like, "Yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that." There's a lid on that tub for a reason. Well, like this one's probably so chill because from the time that it could fit in this harness and this leash, she's had it on there and she socializes it on a regular basis. Pretty much, as soon as they hatch, we yeah. play with them. Yeah. <laughs> what is the? Uh, how long does it take the eggs to incubate? Um, anywhere between sixty to seventy days. Mine seem to hatch at about sixty. Everybody else's are like 70, and they have the same temperature, same humidity, but every <laughs> clutch I've ever hatched is at 60 days. Huh. Hey. I like tegus. I just, they take way more room than, I, than I'm prepared to give. Well, the space and the time. They can, yeah. yeah. They're, they're a lizard to me that if you're not handling them and doing something with every day, you're really just not doing the lizard justice. Well, that and they like, I mean, you need to give them some, like, actual room to, like, dig and climb, like... A lot of them like to dig, and there's a few that don't. So they still have their dirt, but they like hay. I, I guess it's from the crinkles. I don't know. They're crazy because they like cat tunnels, too. <laughs> That's funny. So if someone wanted to take it, what would be the recommended size for an adult cage? An 8 by 4 if not bigger. There's my phone going off. There we go. That's what I was figuring, 8 by 4 And when you say bigger, do you mean bigger vertically so you can get more... Dirt or in a dig, or what would you do? Well, 
they can have like 12 inches of dirt is good because then they can go down and burrow i mean they're like what when they lay down flat they're like four or five inches tall so yeah. 12 inches is sufficient um like my outside ones they have 12 by 4 cages i give them really long gotcha so because some of them use every inch of it and then some of them shoot you could probably give them the eight by four and they won't use half of that because they're more laid back and lazy <laughs> so your outside cage are they like wire cages or how do you um i use the metal roofing sheets on the bottom like the side to block their view and then i have hog wire on on the bottom dump dirt and stuff on top of so that we can't dig out right and then uh, i have hog wire on the top because we have hawks and falcons near us so i didn't want to lose anything because i lost a couple of chickens that way raccoons too I'm oh my god yeah the raccoons they decimated my chicken flock which i used to throw the eggs to them or hatch chicks and yeah to them so hmm. i've thought about setting up an incubator in my garage and just producing quail and chicks and you can make them some money off that because I mean, people so easy. Will, yeah. people if you like do the, the balut eggs people will buy that and feed to their tegus i would yeah Ugh. For, for those that don't know, it's a it's a partially formed egg mm-hmm with a with a partially formed baby inside of it. I think it's a fully formed egg with a partially yeah, but formed it's baby. A lot of protein. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, and the but, tegus love them. And she's talking about feeding into a tegu, but like they eat that like duck, sure. like duck yes. and chicken. Like sure. if you go to Asia, that's a meal. That's an actual thing. Because yep. um, I've heard of like uh, I think maybe during Vietnam or Korea or whatever they'd have they'd come around and like they'd sell like soldiers would buy that for food and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, ugh, I'll pass. Mm-hmm. I like mine fully. Cooked I mean, like one of my <laughs> favorite things at a dim sum place are the chicken feet. Ugh. And that's got the bone and everything. Yeah. But the way they cook it and pressure cook it and then fry it, it's all just mush. I'll pass. I've seen, I I've 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 seen, eaten I've seen what chickens walk on. I'm good. <laughs> I feed it they, to my tegus. They clean it first. <laughs> I don't care. Nope. That's like chitlins. They clean chitlins first too, but I know what went through them. You go to the store and you're like, oh, look, they got, they call them chicken paws at the store. I'm like, buy the chicken paws. I'm going to grab them, feed them to the tegus. And people are like, oh, you couldn't eat good. I'm like, no, nope. I'm not. That's, that's, <laughs> I, that's I, like I look when really, we buy for our tortoises. <laughs> I look like I eat really healthy. healthy. So. Yep. Same here. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, got romaine and yeah. some carrots. Some carrots, some cactus and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> nah, that's not for me. Some apples. And I'm like, yep. So, speaking of food, that's also, I think, one of the things that normally gets, for a long time for tegus, it was way misunderstood. People treated them like uh, monitor lizards mm-hmm. and they were super heavy protein based diets. But these guys will eat uh, fruits and stuff too, as well. They will. Um, they've done test studies on wild caught ones um, of their stomach contents. They do have foliage in their stomach but it's not enough for us to really try to swamp them with vegetation so i mix it in every now and again but they do like papaya guava mango and then if you like take the flick blueberries in there they chase them like bugs and stuff so hilarious i used to follow a guy on or i still do on instagram that's in florida and he would go out and catch tegus and then keep them and breed them and all that of course, yeah. he can't do that anymore. No. But he would then go catch iguanas. Yeah. And that's what he would feed the tegus a lot of times. Oh, John Herndon? Uh, no, it's, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I got would. a couple of tegus from him, and yep. he ended up shipping me a free wild-caught chameleon. Yep. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he would post videos all the time. He'd go catch, oh, yeah. you know, small iguanas, and those tegus are brutal. Yes, they, uh, they are savage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he so was like, he was fun because I mean he, it was crazy about the Florida thing. They actually stopped people from catching the wild ones mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, where um, I lived, we had a guy that had two that were wild caughts that he had as pets now. So now they can't even catch them. So they're just going to go out there and multiply. And I yep. don't know what Florida wild caught is thinking because nobody's going to go out they're not, there. They're not. They're not thinking anything about any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the thing about Florida FWC is 
it's, you know, the commission is a bunch of people who don't know anything about reptiles. Right. So now he's, I don't know what he's doing, but he's not catching reptiles, which was actually what he did for a living. Yeah. So. He's pretty crazy. Yes, he is. But that was a great plan. Like, you catch these things out of the wild. And he shipped everything out of Florida. Yeah, they're all shipped out of Florida. in Florida. Nope. Like, yeah. then, he's an ex-con. Yeah. Like he, he went to prison when he was young for like nine years. Really? And he got out and he's like, I'm not going back to prison, so I'm going to do... He does all kinds of stuff. But. To me, that's the way some of that stuff should be. I mean, he's he's not breeding them. He's removing them. It was funny. Right. One, one of the ones that uh, a friend had, you could tell it had lost its tail at one point because it was growing back this weird like black and white split tail. Yeah, the region tail. always yeah. nice. It, it, was, it was very weird looking. Yeah. Because you can definitely go... This is not the original tail that goes with this animal. Yeah, they usually grow back at the color where they broke off. Every now and then you'll find that they'll grow back and they'll be mostly black, but they'll have like a white streak down it just because that's how the, the color came in. So, Sean just screaming over the I need to go look at the silent auction. Wait for Sean to stop. Everybody listen, there's a silent auction. It's for a damn good cause. It is for a good cause. It is for our buddy uh, Chris Duncan we talked about on the podcast this week. He's, he's not being very silent about it. It's not. It was a very loud auction. There was a parent earlier that's okay. like, looked at their kid and they were like, you can't go over there. They said silent. And I just, yeah. <laughs> They'll be, Sean will be singing me happy birthday tomorrow. So. Oh, yay. Happy Yikes. birthday tomorrow. Yeah, it's a Monday. But yeah. Last <laughs> year at this show, my birthday was on Sunday. That's right. I Everybody wished you happy birthday after somebody sang. Sean. No, uh, uh, it was probably Jennifer. 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 Yeah. yeah. Imagine Jennifer. Um, she's not here, so. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, she's not here. No, she's working on a movie this weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. I really want to take you. <laughs> They're very fun. They're smart. Most of my adults know their names. Oh, really? They, so you can call them by name, and some of them will come to you, and I got a couple of girls that um, will look at you and just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> so we at the zoo where we used to work, we had a big red one. I had the big old jowls, mm-hmm. and... It just looks so cool. I have Iron Man who's like that. So he's got two girls he's supposed to go with this year. Hopefully he makes me some lovely babies again. Because <laughs> his babies sold out really fast from last year's clutch. So That's awesome. So is there any sort of care difference between any of the different tegus, or are they pretty much all the same? The reds actually need more fruit in their diet. Gotcha. Um, uh, they need a, the really good fluctuation in humidity because um, they tend to have stuck shed if they don't. So we add... Bee pollen, fish oil, and uh, vitamin B complex to most of our food, so that helps. These animals everything. eat so much better than I do. That's what right. my brother-in-law says when I go and fix some food, and he's like, "There's chicken breast and other stuff." And he's then you like, cook your own dinner, and it's like microwave chicken nuggets or some shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's doing. He's got the oven going, and here I am cutting up chicken breast. And not that he wants livers and gizzards, but he's like. It just looks so good when you get it all done. So when you're feeding them, I make myself sick on chicken gizzards. <laughs> I make myself sick trying to eat a Christmas, chicken gizzard. Yes. <laughs> so when you're feeding these guys, you're feeding them meat. You're feeding them lean meats, though, right? You're not feeding them a ton of rodents, which is what a lot of people do. Actually, I don't feed rodents at all unless my ball pythons have decided they're not eating that day. Yeah. And then they get one like once a month, maybe once every two months. Um, I stick with chicken. Uh, I tend to hit up the stores when they're doing the, this is going out of date, it's going bad. I'm like, oh, perfect for the lizards. <laughs> Love it. So uh, my nephew, he works at a grocery store, and a guy was like, hey, I hear you have lizards that eat chicken. I have three cases of leg quarters. I'm like, I'll take it. He's like, okay, here you go. So that nice. was a good couple of months of food for nice. everybody. Heck yeah. So they, they eat uh, the bones and everything, right? Yes. And when you hear them crunching on it, you know they got See, some power. I could save my venison scraps and bones. That'd yeah. be great for 
Oh, yeah. For lizards, because the venison is all protein, no meat. Yeah. I mean, no fat, hardly at all. And well, it's because yep. for a long time, people would feed them rodents, and they got super obese off that kind of stuff, right? They do, and if they don't have a hot enough temperature, their stomach Tegan, acids your won't. Tegan, your food is up now we're calling for food? What in the world are we <laughs> yeah, doing? Yeah, so if they don't have a hot enough temperature, their, their body, the stomach acid won't dissolve the hair, and they can get impacted. So oh, wow. I didn't know that. You, they need a really good high temperature to dissolve all that. Because in the wild, they're just eating anything they can overpower. Oh, every, anything and everything. Or anything they find. or If they find that's something what, dead, they will eat it no matter how rotten it is. They don't care. Because I've, I've read that that's one of the problems in Florida is that they disturb bird nests, ground nesting birds. They do. They, they love eggs. Mm-hmm. They uh, tend to overeat on eggs sometimes. So there's a compound in there called, a, I can't say it properly, a vindia or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, starts with an A that is not good for their system. So they can't have egg every day. I, I tend to do it maybe once a week. I give them egg they, on top. And, you give them the egg, the egg shell they, they bite it's it good and for crunch it up. Because yep. the eggshell contains calcium, so that's another form of calcium they're getting besides the bone. And the calcium powder I add for, like, the babies when I grind stuff up for them. <laughs> once in a blue moon, they might get red meat fat. You know, I'm yeah. like, hey, I just trimmed the steak, split it up between all 21 adults, and then, you know, so it doesn't. Not like it's stealing a whole lot of, putting a whole lot of extra fat in them. So yeah, it's yeah, just a little treat. Because I've seen some obese takers. I was gonna say just for yes. a treat. Yeah. And I try to keep mine slim because they breed better. And and that's gotta be what they're shaped like in the wild. They're not. Yeah, they're if, not these big you, fat cow. If potatoes. you see them in the wild, I mean, you know, they're they're streamlined and they got the lines on the side and their 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 tail base is not as big around as their head. So I mean, my red, he he's a little chunky, but it's. It's, I fed him a little extra because he had lost his tail because he got excited about a new girl. And <laughs> he was going one way, and it got between his hide and the wall, and it snapped it all. Oh, so oh to throw it back, they'll steal from their reserve. So I would go out there and just give him, like, an extra half of a leg, just, you know. Yeah. But even he's not really as chunky as some of the no. ones I've seen. You've oh, brought man. him to shows before, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's the one I've seen. He's well, yeah, Iron Man. He's my, he's my good picture taker. Yeah. A lot of the ones we see in the wild, most people would assume are unhealthy. But that's the way they're so, – and it's not just takers. It's reptiles in general. They're lean animals. Oh, yeah. They need to be able to stay lean so they can escape. And, you know, I mean, it – then they don't get used to eating all the time, so this is what the problem is. People feed them too much. I feed my adults maybe twice a week. Not but During breeding season, I feed them maybe three times a week. Well, I think but the problem is every day. The problem is feeding is the one interaction we tend to have with reptiles because they're not yeah. a dog who will like play fetch with us or do the other thing. So it's like, oh, it'll come to me and play with me when I feed it, and so we just keep feeding them. If you like mine outside, I built my cages big enough that I can go in there and sit down. I have a chair in there. Some of them come and crawl in my lap while I'm outside because I spend time with them. Hmm. So they will come and find you if they like you. I, uh, I've heard lots of people say it's the closest thing to a dog you can get. Yes. Yeah, that's what I've heard. They they have dog-like personalities, and then you have some that have the cat-like personalities. <laughs> They'll come lay beside you, but don't touch me because yeah. I'm going to leave you. That's so that's the one I'd get stuck with. Yes, unfortunately. So it's uh, like closing its eyes as I scratch on its. We neck. have a couple of girls that um, have a, an affectionate nickname, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, because they do, I call it six months of PMS. They egg build, they mate, and then they lay the eggs, and then they like to guard the nest for like three months almost. So that's almost six months of. How does taking eggs from an angry tegu go? 
very carefully. <laughs> I imagine. I have There's one or two. stories there. I have one or two that are really okay with it. They almost lay the eggs in my hand while they're doing it. And, uh, like, take these. I don't, I'm done. Right. I, <laughs> I don't want to guard these for three months. Don't, don't ever bring them back. They're and your you problem now. And you got the ones that I uh, wear my my rubber boots out there and I got Get you a uh, riot shield <laughs> it's a rubber made tote lid <laughs> and then you get them and you you guide them away from you because I don't want to beat them up trying to be rough with sure. them because you have to be fast when you grab them because when they whip around they, even if you grab their tail base they can whip around and latch on oh 100% so you grab them throw them in the tub throw the lid on there usually I have a lot of food in there so I'm letting them eat while I'm collecting the eggs and then I safely get out of there release them and they're looking around, and for like two weeks afterwards, every time they see me, it's like open mouth charge. You took my eggs. Oh, so, God. yeah. <laughs> we it's, used to do something it, similar with our pigs. It's amazingly fun. When I, you know, growing up on a farm, we always had pigs, and you'd have a mama that'd have a bunch of babies. Oh, and, yeah, they're vicious. And it was always my job to go in there and round Jeez. up the babies. So, oh, yeah. No. Um, I had a, uh, a piece of plywood that we put, my grandpa put two ropes on so I could hold it like a handle. And you go in there and you get that mom pinned in the corner and start grabbing babies and throwing them over the fence. Yep. <laughs> my She's mom, trying to get to you. and yeah. My mom bought a big old sow from somebody and apparently she was knocked up and had babies. So she was going out there and they're like, yeah, she's super gentle. She was always friendly. You can call her. We sure. call her <clears throat> Brenda after somebody <laughs> in the family. Um, she was always gentle. You can go out there, scratch her. She'd follow you around. But my mom almost died that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my grandmother used to have. Uh, so every grandchild used to get chickens on Easter, the first Easter, and uh, every grandchild had these chickens. They'd always end up staying at my grandmother's house. I was going to say, let's. let's. They, they stayed at my grandmother's, and she had a pen. Well, the Easter, my first Easter comes around, they couldn't find them. All my, all my dad could find were ducks. So I got these two little baby ducks. Mm. So they grew up in the little pen with the chickens, and uh, they all laid eggs. We had to go out there and collect the eggs, but the chickens were assholes. You went to get the eggs, they'd chase you. Mm -hmm. The ducks didn't give two shits. I was like, well, the ducks were mine. I'm. I'm not grabbing chicken eggs. They're not my chickens. And so I would just right. go get duck eggs. I'm like, someone has to get the, else get the chicken eggs. My I, grandpa, uh, he was big on, he would, if we'd go to the sale barn, he'd buy the meanest cow that came through that day because we're putting them out on 500 acres. Keep a coyote and, from me. Well, she's got to keep, take care of them babies. Well, mm -hmm. I was always the one that had to go out and fucking doctor cows and stuff. <laughs> crazy ass cows trying to run me over. And, and then he would do the same thing. He always kept two or three little banny roosters. Oh, yeah. Because they keep everything out, including me. They, he, we had one, um, his name was Simon, and that thing, we had a hate-hate relationship. And uh, one day I was walking through, so we had like, you know, the, the, the main part of the farm is like sectioned off. And uh, I was going out to my cousin's house, they lived on the, behind our 40 acres that we were on right there, to play baseball with my cousin, so I had a baseball bat in my hand. And as I'm walking through the garden area, I didn't know Grandpa had turned the chickens into the garden. Oh, and dude. here he comes, fucking running. All, all, and I just got the baseball too, bat and I golfed him. Bink! And he went flying, hit the wall of the barn, hit the ground. I saw one leg going like this, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go play baseball." Grandpa's at work. I'm like, I'm gonna go play baseball. Then I'll, I'll go throw it in the. We had a dump in the back. Like, I'll go bury it in the dump. And he'll never know. I'll just tell him coyote or something got it. So uh, I go out and play baseball a couple hours. I come back and I go and I'm like, "Where's he at?" And I'm looking, here he comes from behind me, <laughs> grabbing, jumping on me, trying to spur me. And yeah, I fucking hated that thing. I had a 30 pound coaching rooster that was super friendly. I, a 30 pound rooster? Yes. Yeah. He was a coaching. We had a white leghorn like that that was He was this huge. Pole. I mean, he, his head was like way up to my leg. You know, I'm 5'10. 
and he's standing up there. He was friendly until we decided to get rid of the one mean rooster we had. And within like a week, I'd go out there, and the next thing I know, he's flying at me trying to ninja kick me. Mm-hmm. It's now his job to be the mean rooster. Right. So yep. it was like, no. Luckily, I found out he was scared of water. So you get the water hose, and you just <laughs> squirt it at him. And after a while, you could just go out there with the with nozzle. The, and just hold it. And just hold it at him, and he'd be like, Yep. All scared. And All I have to do is pick up the but, water bottle for our dog. Like, I don't have to spray her anymore. I just have to pick it up, and she, like, just sits there. But like, that 30 okay, pound rooster, that. oh my God, the first time he hit me, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Oh. I was like, I will take my biggest tegu that's over five feet over this. In yeah, fact, we, I felt like I should feed him to the tegu. But. People were always giving us chickens all the time. You know, they'd buy three or four chickens and try and keep them in their yard, and they would be. So they, my grandpa was known, yeah, he'll take whatever. Well, somebody had bought some white leghorns. And, uh, you know, that's the biggest chicken in the world. Yeah. And we had a big male rooster. I mean, he was this tall and was fucking Did you name him Foghorn? Mean. Yeah, <laughs> yes. uh, just, he was the devil, man. I, I said, hated I said that boy. Thing. Yeah, I named <laughs> him. He had spurs like that. We finally, um, he got me pretty good on the leg one day, like spurred me good. And I went out there with a freaking dip net, dip netted his ass and took a pair of pliers and cut his freaking spurs off. All you had to do is keep twisting, they'll pop off. Yeah, they come off. They say it doesn't hurt him, but uh, he seemed like he didn't like it very much. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, I named him wrong. I had named him Blue when he was a baby just because, you know, he used to kind of peek around corners like the mm-hmm. freaking velociraptor. Yep. They are. They are. They're little special velociraptors, Watching though. them run it, it is, you know, where they get their names. <laughs> yeah. So, they, yeah. Uh, they're, they're kind of like the velociraptor that should be wearing a helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll take a tegu over any kind of chicken any day. Well, I, I always used to laugh because I raised turkeys. I would show turkeys every year. Ugh. And you have to teach baby turkeys how to drink. Oh, yeah. Because they do not, a uh, baby, yeah, I those white, um, you know, turkeys that are bred to grow super fast. And yeah. They don't, they've lost all their natural instincts. They know nothing. You have to put marbles in the water so they'll pick at it and it. go, oh, that's water. Okay. And then they'll drink. Or to keep them from drowning, because yeah. you know, oh, I'm gonna they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll also go outside and stare up at the sun, at the rain when it rains. <laughs> Is that a real thing? That's yes. a real thing. I've never experienced it, but I know people that have. Oh God! It's a dumbass bird. They're yes. Stupid, but they grow so fast, and you know, they they grow you know, forty pounds in yeah. six weeks, eight weeks, and or so whatever. So still tender meat by the time you butcher them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, this got way off. Oh yeah. Talk, <laughs> inter- interesting chicken talk. Oh yeah. All right, so. We went 20, 26 we went minutes. Longer than I wanted to, but it's cool. I've, I've, we talked about giant roosters attacking people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go check back in up front and make yeah, sure. Yeah, I need to run up front. So, so if they want to get a hold of you, Robin, what is the best way they can get a hold of you if they're interested in tegus, if they can legally get them anymore? We are on Facebook at rnrdragons.com. Uh, well, well, Facebook, yeah. yeah Facebook. So um, just tarp up R&R Dragons, and, and it's and, not the little symbol. R. So Like the ampersand. Yeah. R and R dragons yeah because i'm robin my sister's Rhonda, and we always tell people it's a rest and relaxation for me too so hey <laughs> <laughs> is this what you do full-time yeah i quit my job last year so cool. i've been doing tegus for the whole year and then we're going to start doing ball pythons and socatas too so 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 legislation right now is really something you're paying close attention to god yes i mean i contacted their senators i finally got one to respond back and it was kind of one of those ambiguous yeah John Corn and uh, John Cornyn started responding to people last week in Texas, and it's the same crap. Yeah, it's yeah we're we're listening to you, blah 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 blah, and then it, it, yeah. the whole thing is we're not listening to you. We're right. gonna do what the fuck we want. So. Yep. All right. Okay. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, on that note, we will be back uh, with more people later. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.
And we're back here at Bryan College Station. We have Carl Vargas from South Tex Gex. How's it going, Carl? Good, good. Carl uh, breeds really pretty expensive lizards. Geckos. <laughs> lizards. Yeah. yeah. They're lizards. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, and now Robert. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not going to pause. Robert, has, I turned his mic off so he can't hear him That's beating hilarious. around the like, table. I was like, what just happened? But he uh, ripped his entire mic stand off the table. Look, he just doesn't know his own strength. This is okay. why, we, why we can't have nice things. You know what? They would say it on there a little better <laughs> if they had um, a little piece of PVC. Did you forget what you were saying? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, I messaged somebody who didn't check their messages until they were already gone. Well, that's not his fault. Oh, there we go, right. Yeah, I was already gone when you messaged me. Uh, I just didn't see it. See, you should have messaged yeah. him sooner, James. It's all your fault. No, it was 11.30. I didn't know he was already gone. Anyways, so, Carl. Carl I think we may have had Carl. Carl, have we had you on here before? No. See, no, I didn't think so. I could have sworn you talked to I us I don't think we have. No, not that I can remember, but. Then we've talked about you on We've here. definitely well, talked talk about it all the time. Yeah, all the time. I hear you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Carl Only good things. My word Only there, good things. Good words. Carl is really pretty geckos. That's right. So going back to the lizard thing, I always find it funny when people uh, go uh, ask me a question. Is this a gecko or a lizard? And I'm like, yes. They are. Yes, it is. It's a gecko and a lizard. That's I was going to say, aren't they the yes. same thing? Well, Those are types of lizards, yes. right? Yes. Correct. But for some reason, the general public views them as two totally different things. Yeah. I, I wonder why. I don't know. I think it's Geico's fault. I blame Geico. Oh, I call them Geico's. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that is true. Though. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. The Geico. Oh, but you have a lot of geckos now. I was going to say lychees, but I know you have like I have four or five different things now. Yeah, uh, lychees, gargoyles, saracenorum, and I have a few uh, chihuahua and cresteds. The chihuahuas. Chihuahuas. Chihuahua. 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 I have my phone in my pocket. I'm going to Google it. It's worth a Google. It's a pretty gecko. I like the, I can't pronounce the other one. What's the other one that doesn't have a common name, but it was a scientific name? Uh, Saracenorum? Yeah, that thing. Sarah, they call them Saras for sure. Saras? That was cool. Ruse giant geckos. It looks, it's got like the little white V on the back of its net, like a white line gecko. It's a collar, yeah. And then it's got a tail that looks like a crested gecko. Mm -hmm. And then its back kind of looks almost like one of those little velvet geckos, little spots, and like it's really smooth. It's a cool looking gecko. They do look velvety. They look very velvety. So a chihuahua and a mossy prehensile tail gecko. It's, it's the same, same thing? Yes. It's just another common name. <laughs> that is wicked looking. Wicked. You should see the one on his table. I haven't walked around. This is yeah. literally the farthest into the show I have been since we started like, this like morning. Real camouflage. Yeah, he's got one. It looks like G.I. Joe. It is like green, green. Like it's, you put it on some mossy trees and it's gone. Yep. I don't know price-wise what they go for, but I feel like if you wanted a lychee because of the camouflage element, not because of the Chihu size. Chihuahuas aren't, Chihuahuas aren't cheap. Oh, well, I was no. going to say maybe. It, I, I I was hesitant to get into Jahuas because they were just as expensive as Yeah, They don't get as big. No. But, uh, yeah, they're not, they're not cheap. They're, but they're cool looking. Yeah. But the lychees. So a lot of people know you for your lychees. Well, your lychees and your. My bacon line. Your basically. bacon line gargoyles. Red, red, highly saturated gargoyles, yes. The the lychees, though, are you've got. You bring adults to the shows. And you have show, just yes. massive adults on there. And you've looked in there before and didn't realize, like, there's two of them there. Yeah. <laughs> at ARBC, he's La like, there's two of them. I'm like, no. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Look at that. Those are, yeah. uh, I, I can't, it's hard for anybody to realize how big of a gecko it is, especially since most people are used to, like, leopard gecko or even a crested gecko, and these are very small. But, I mean, how much does a full-grown one weigh? Well, they can vary. There's different localities, like the smaller localities, like Nuana, Nuami, or, like, like 100, 100, 150 grams. And you got the other local, island localities like 
Pine Isle and Morrow, which are a little on the bigger side, which you're looking at 250 to 300 grams. And then the GTs are the ones that are three, usually 300 plus, yeah. and all the way up to over 500 grams. Those are the two massive wow. ones you have over yes. there. Yes. Well, not today. I didn't bring any real massive oh. ones, but they're they're decent size. Yeah. It's just, I've always said I really like them, but it's the price keeps me from owning owning one because I'm in my mentality. I've always said that if I'm going to own something that expensive, I'm going to breed it. And I'm horrified to have $1,000 kill another $1,000. Well, you don't let it happen. <laughs> I, I, I would end up letting it happen, and I would hate myself. For... No, you, like, it's nerve-wracking. You stay there and watch and watch. I have my little head headlamp gear with the red light. I sit there for hours, fall asleep or whatever, and just watch. Make sure just Carl's right. a creeper in his, uh, yep. his lizard room at night just watching him. That's what I do. Don't don't you bite her. It's kind of like you with the only rubber on boas. The, only on the neck. Yes. <laughs> right. The first yes. time the rubber boas went in, and you were checking them every 50 Well, that was because I was brooming. I was freezing them. That, that scared the crap out of me, too. Yeah, there's some there's some scary stuff sometimes in the in the field when you, you know, when you're looking at animals that can hurt themselves or, you know, Each just other. human error. Yeah. You know, just make sure your temps are right or whatever, you know. And one thing I noticed, so they're becoming more popular. The uh, um, leeches are becoming more popular at shows. But one thing I've noticed is that there's definitely a difference between quality. Because a lot of people will see a cheaper lychee and go, oh, this one's cheaper. But, I mean, I've definitely seen a difference in quality. Your, your lychees have some insane pinks and colors on that I don't see on other ones. Well, now, there, granted, there's, there's a, locales and all, but... There's a lot of emphasis on, on locality with, with uh, lychianas. And uh, when I first got in, uh, I just got whatever. And whether it had locality or not, I didn't care. I... And uh, as I went along, I got really lucky and blessed and got some that had really high color and pattern and said, you know what, I'm just going to breed designer geckos or something with a lot of color and pattern as opposed to locality. Because there are some beautiful localities, don't get me wrong. But, you know, I'm like looking for, for traits that make an animal really visually appealing. Yeah. And that's that's my whole emphasis is like I've got two different lines, that ha or actually I have four lines, two lines of granite that I'm working with, which is high pattern animals, and then two lines of Sakura, which are high colored animals, and now they're already incorporated with each other. So I'm getting high color and high pattern. I mean, right now I've got so many holdbacks just to see <laughs> if all these years of... Do of, they change a lot from... Oh, absolutely. They hatch out looking like little, like, they almost all look the same. Yeah. And uh, they don't really start showing their color pattern until not up to six to nine months to a year. Oh, wow. So, I mean, holding back is kind of like, uh, you know, <laughs> just time doesn't move fast enough. Yeah, especially when you know, like, I could sell this thing right now. and. Well, I, but I also, you know, like, of course, with anything, premium prices come with, but I don't want, not knowing what it's going to look like, being there also a polymorphic, Yeah. is you can have this superb-looking pair that make mediocre-looking animals. And if you're going to pay a premium price, I want you to have a premium animal. Yes. So I grow them up to make sure you're getting what you're paying for. I would definitely, like I said, I've seen a lot of them at shows recently, and I've never seen any that look as good as the ones you have. Well, I appreciate it. I've, I've, I put a lot of, uh, you know, time, sweat, blood, and tears, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's, I've been blessed that I got what I got, and uh, I can able, I'm able to do what I am doing, and I just, it never ends, though. I'm just striving <laughs> for better, better, and better, you know. What's the lifespan? That's really interesting. I always tell people 20-plus years. Oh, damn. But wow. In, but in reality, check this out. Uh, they've only been in the pet trade since the early 80s, and there's still some well-caught adults that were, or adults that, that were, that were adults in the 80s 
that are still alive and breeding today. You're looking at 40 plus years. Jeez. Wow. Something... Okay, so that makes me feel okay, better does... about the price. Now, now, if you think about it, if it takes them three to five years to mature, you know that's going to be a long lifespan. Yeah. That's true. That's true. They're not. They're not. Not turning around like small. Small right. lizards so tend to have much shorter life. Forty plus years. Like there's one person that has this pair that's still not producing. You know, a lot, but still, and it's and they've been in captivity for forty years and were caught as adults. So who knows how old they were when they were caught? That's crazy. I'd, that's pretty good. Yeah. I would not have thought that that long, oh, but yeah. I mean, it makes, makes sense. Oh. Yeah. Douglas Ray White over here interrupting our show. <laughs> Just interrupt. It's cool. Just interrupt the show. Douglas Ray White. We're not live. Oh, no, we're but not. But it doesn't matter. You're going to be on. We're going to record you tomorrow. You can say no all yes. you want. Yes. There's no You Just talk. There's no camera here. <laughs> no. That's our, everyone needs to hear stories from Douglas Ray White. We talk about you all the everyone time. you got to be on here. Everyone needs to have you in their life. <laughs> just talk. I used to get all nervous. But I'm just, just talking reptiles. That's what I tell folks when we get on here. We're just, we're just bullshitting about well, reptiles. I asked him earlier. I was like, are we doing camera today? And he's like, no, it's just audio. I'm like, sweet, because I feel like I look dead to the world after being at that register all day. <laughs> so I also want to talk about um, your displays, because you were the first one to start doing the, the little dark boxes, which is kind of a different way to display your geckos. Because if anybody that's owned any of the New Caledonian, whether it's a crested or a lychee, you know that your lizard changes colors from right. from day to night and from all sorts of things. Because like our our crested alone goes from bright orange to a tan color. Yeah, fire. I have down. never seen him bright orange. He was bright orange the other night. What? Yeah. Maybe it's because I go to bed too early. That's probably true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, like that's true. It's called fire up, fire down. When where their their colors are vivid, it's fired up, and when they kind of dull out and it's fired down and that's not a stress thing not necessarily uh, it could be but i think it's also lighting and certain mood you know things that they can yeah cause that to happen uh well talking about the the blackout boxes which are fire up boxes uh over the years you know i've been i've been breeding uh new caledonian geckos for 20 years now and uh i started with cresteds and i went to gargs and then from gargs i went to lychees and sarah's i mean uh Ochihua and sarah's sarah's was the last one i jumped into which is just about uh two and a half years now but uh throughout the years i was always frustrated because like you said when when you buy an animal you're you're paying for the quality or what the animal looks like and like i said i'd like for you to if i'm gonna ask you know premium prices yeah i want you to see what you're getting there's a big difference between the fire up and fire down on some right, of these. Right, there's so, yeah, some of these totally different. Looking from a a, a, a washed out flat. Uh, yeah, some of them are gray just gray. Rock yeah. To a beautiful high contrast green with pink animals. I was going to say some of your stuff has pink yes. in it and so, it's gorgeous. Yes. So I mean, over the years I was frustrated, and I and I would always like at the beginning of the show, you know, we set up on Friday and then cover everything up. You know, Saturday morning uncovered, everything's fired up and looks beautiful. But 15, 20 minutes later, everything's washed out yeah. gray. I'm like, man, if it can only stay like that. Yeah. And so just just thinking about it, I I, I kind of said, well, if they need to be covered up, I, I gave this idea to Freddie with uh, Minion Reptiles. Uh, hey, can you build this for me? Because all I need is the box like you do, but I need some something on the top to make them blacked out yes. so you can lift up or whatever. So we might have been to a, a reptile show, the standard acrylic display with the little compartments to lift the lids. Right. That That's... The basic. So you started from that idea. Right, correct. And I all we all we did was put like a blacked out a piece of acrylic to make it dark so that they feel comfortable and and, and keep their fired up color. Usually the darkness I think the, the light triggers a lot of the time for them to fire down. 
I would imagine it has to do with sunlight. You know, during the day they need to look pretty like plain, plain, right, and and blend in with a tree, whereas at night they can uh, see each other yeah. because they have their their night vision. I'm assuming that's what it's for. But but like I said, the frustration was there, and and he made me a prototype. I used it at actually I think it was this show here uh, yeah. last last year. And it was a success. It were, throughout the whole weekend, they stayed fired up. Now, people didn't weren't used to the idea of working, walking right by these black boxes. It looked like they were empty. Yeah, that's the biggest problem you've had. Right. Is so, so now I just, I, I, it, it definitely works. And uh, like I say, most people aren't familiar with it. So I don't do the whole entire displays like that. Because what I do is I keep one regular one with animals in the front. And if they're interested, I'll say, well, check these out. There's some in there. Because like you, I see so many people just walk by. Oh, yeah. You know, but uh, I've heard a lot of, you know, through some of the YouTube videos, a lot of people say, oh, I saw you, and I saw that's pretty cool and whatnot. But it definitely works. And like I said, if you want to see what the animals actually look like fired up, which is what you want to see, what you're actually getting, they mm -hmm. definitely work. I know a few customer, other other vendors that, that have gotten them. Yeah. And it's the same thing as most people don't realize. They just walk right by, even when, you know, it's just not familiar. Well, and you've done a couple of things. You, you do that. You have some covered, some uncovered. But then you also bring adults. And, and nothing is more eye-catching than a, a giant lychee sitting there on, inside that cage. Like, you like, have one female right. that is, like, the size of my arm. <laughs> like, she's yeah, the, huge. At Conroe, I took, like, my big GTs. And th those were, like, the... Yeah, that stops people right yeah. there. And then when they get over to you, then you can show and them. And that's when you, you only saw one. One was black. Right. One was light. And everybody saw the one that was black. And it was, like... Look right, and they're like, "Whoa!" Looking right at it for a little bit. There's two in there, and said, "Oh!" Then they see, yep. you know, right hey. next, right side by side. You don't even see hey. one. Excuse me, you're right about this being the first one because I remember it was the weekend before Tinley. Right. Because you were all excited to take them to Tinley, and here we are again, the weekend before Tinley. Yeah. Which I'm sure you'll be at next weekend. Yeah, because we say big. These things are are a foot long. I mean, they're. Yeah, they they max out at uh, I think just under 16 inches. I think the max that I that I know of right now is probably like. 15 and three quarter inches wow maybe 16 but that's that's pretty much the max and and like all, most other new caledonians these are also nectar eaters and stuff like that when you're feeding them you can feed them yes I, they feed the the pangea the rapashi the the diets that they formulate for them which are they're fruit givers but they're also opportunistic which they yeah. eat omnivorous they'll eat insects and other smaller geckos yeah we'll throw crickets in with our uh, crested every now and then he goes crazy when we give them to him I could definitely see these things also picking crested off the side of a tree oh, and eating yeah. them. Oh, I yeah. definitely could see that. And I've, I've, I've fed off some, you know, uh, hurt or yeah. Oh, it's like you with your king snake. Yeah. He does that with some, they, they, yeah. they do take them. They, they definitely take them. And, and it, does, it does definitely affect their growth rate. Like uh, I had some, some stillborn uh or some that died shortly after they were deformed, and I fed them to uh, a lychee. <clears throat> and uh, just in feeding three three geckos to this one lychee, it was like almost three times the size of its of its clutch. Really? In, in a couple of months. All that protein and the yes, whole body definitely, feeding. Wow. Definitely uh, can affect their, their growth rate. So you wonder in the wild how much protein they're taking in then? If they're Who knows? I mean, it, it's it's... There's, it, they're, they're opportunistic. I mean, anything yeah. that moves is, is fair game as long as yeah, you when you're, down. Yeah, when you're that big, I mean, you just take whatever <laughs> comes by you. Correct. And so the other thing that I want to touch on that you have, because uh, in Texas, normally when someone's like, I have a lychee, it, it normally comes from you. This is the other thing that normally in Texas lately, if they say, I have this, it normally comes from you. 
but you have uh, pectinatus, right? The banana pectinatus. Banana pectinatus, the rock iguanas. Or... Correct. Uh, I've, I'm probably not going to be producing rock iguanas anymore, not as much. I lost my female rhino. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> and uh, my blue cross female, I just gave her a break. But uh, I do breed uh, spiny tails, yeah. tenosaura. And I, and I do have banana pectinata, which is tenosaura pectinata. There's, their localities are different, are different colors. Like there's yellow, there's black and white, there's blue, there's green, there's orange, you know, just depending on locality. For some reason, banana pectinata have the best temperament. Really? And they're like natural temperament. Like they're comparable to bearded dragons. I mean, I've had, huh. I've had many different, like even Florida wild type. I've had blues, I've had pides, and none of them compare as far as the, their temperament. You know, all of them you have to be, <clears throat> you have to work with. Everybody gets here, Sean, again on this one, too. We're not going to be able to do The auction just ended, that's why. Uh, they're probably about to call out a bunch of them. Go to the auction table to pay your thing. Maybe. No, there wasn't a lot of one day. Stacey or Andy Sampson, please go to the auction table. Nine Finger Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets, we, we mentioned because all nine, the vendors are. We mentioned money. Nine Finger Sean on the podcast quite a bit too. So uh, back to the the Tenosaura. Uh, they just banana pectinata. They call them bananas because they're they're actually yellow, but they hatch out <clears throat> they hatch out green, and they oh, cha- really? they change it to brown and then they turn yellow. But they don't hatch out like green iguana green, do they? Yes, they do. Oh, do like they the really? Color of your shirt. Oh I mean, wow, your, your cap. Excuse me, bright green. Huh. And uh, just like bananas do. <laughs> That's true. You get away yeah, from the right. green. Uh, but uh, like I said, there's different localities. There's different uh, different locales of, of pectinata, but there's also other types of spiny tails, like like from other, like Honduras and Utila. And so I, I do the Honduran, which is Melanus turn. I just got a clutch of 20 eggs yesterday. Oh, wow. Yesterday or the day before. And uh, I got... I've got baker eye, which are from Utila. They're, they're called swampers. They're like bluish. And I have uh, Sonoran, which is the conspiciosa. So I have uh, four different types of, of, uh, of spiny tail. I like them because they don't get as big as like the green iguanas. Like, and they're not as mean as the green. I, yeah, when I say, like, when I talk about my, my bananas, when I say the iguana, most people get turned off. Oh, I had one; it was mean, but yeah. no, they're they're totally different. That's what I was gonna say. <clears throat> most, if you if anybody out there is like, I want an iguana. No, stop. <laughs> Take a look at the other types of iguanas besides and the green iguana. I don't even like the word iguana at the end when I when I have babies because they're not even close to being the same. No, kind they're of not. They look when you look at them, they look like little green anoles. And most people think like, that's what little baby green iguanas. But when when I say what they are, like, oh no 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 iguana. No, they they're not like that. They're totally totally cool. You know, they're, I have huge, I say huge for their size, adult males that are just puppy dogs. I mean, I'll snuggle up to them. They're just, and I, and the funny thing is for the first eight years that I had them, I never handled them. And when I got females for them, I started handling them and they were like, like they were always tame. I'm like, I never handled y'all before. And care for them is super easy? Yeah, it's it, it, like a bearded dragon. It's same exact care. People ask me, there's there's not much information out there. Like, on, you know, you do your research. Yeah. But it's basically the same as a bearded dragon. You keep a bearded dragon, you keep a spiny tail iguana. So it's one of those things that, too bad they didn't get into the hobby first before the green iguana because they would have been a much, much well, better option to be. I mean, they are and they're so underrated. I mean, uh, hopefully this, this season I should have a many... I have like nine females. Oh wow! wow. They have a large clubs. A lot of All I need is one club. Oh, so you said the one at twenty something eggs. No, That's... well that one did, but uh, year before last, 
one female laid me 54 eggs. Jeez. Wow. And if I got nine and they all gave me like 30 to 50 eggs, that's... That's a lot of baby. Lot that's of baby. that's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but I know this is... You're this, we had someone on earlier that does take is It's her full-time job. This is your full-time job. I know that. In the last year and a half or so? Correct. It'll be two years in June. Two, yeah. Uh, but with nine pregnant female iguanas on top of all of your geckos... That's, that's and all. he has tortoises. On oh, tortoises. He, like, he has, he has like his foots, own little tortoise army. Some leopards. But, uh, yeah, I, I like I like everything. I just have my certain ones that I, you know, I found the niche for. And uh, growing up, I've had almost everything. I worked at a pet store for eight years that I was a, the reptile. So anything new came in from your masters to, to frill dragons, I had it. Mine. <laughs> yeah. I had first. Everybody's wondering why don't why is there anything in cool debt here? I to the store because I got all the cool stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Customers like y'all never have cool stuff in. We do. It's just all at Carl's. <laughs> I take it home. <laughs> That's the next time we go to Corpus. I'm gonna go to Carl's and just play with stuff. It's. it's I, I enjoy it. I mean, it, it's a, it's got to be a, it's a passion. You know, anybody who's in this for the money is not gonna last. Nope. It, you got to really love what you do. Yeah, if you're willing to clean up, you got to be willing to clean up a ton of poop. Yeah. There's a, That's part of. There's it. a lot of shit involved. Yep. But, all right. All right, we're 21 minutes. We are 21 minutes. I'm going to head back to the front. <laughs> Carl, thanks for coming on. We were wanting to have, yeah, thank you. have you on, and we were here. I was like, we can have Carl It's a pleasure, man. It's, it's you know, right. anytime. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, what can they do? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst at uh, getting back to people. But uh, through uh, Facebook, you can uh, message me on my personal, Carl J. Vargas. Uh, I do have a business one, but I'm not very savvy on on electronics and stuff. So I'm kind of traditional and old old school. Which is funny you know. because there's outside of Texas, there's a lot of folks that that know of you and what you do. For someone who's not as I don't really push myself out there. You know, yeah. you have to come to me. But and, he also goes to shows like Tinley, and he yeah. like he yeah. travels to a lot of the bigger shows too. Yeah. So yeah, but even I mean, even saying so, uh, the first thing I went to everybody who was like, "Whoa, really? You know who I am?" It's crazy. That by, by geckos, you know, that's it, what put my name out there. Yeah. Bacon was the one that really put my name out there. That bright red. Oh, those bright red. Those those gargoyles are awesome. Yeah. So, all right. If if you need a high quality gecko, hit up uh, Carl. He's got the best looking ones around. So, thank you, Carl, for coming on. Thank you. We'll thank be you. back later. All right, we are back with someone that. Robert and I have talked about having on here for a while, but we just didn't know how it would go. <laughs> and you still don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> that is true. It's not live, so we can... You can still, edit if we that time. So we're, we're here with uh, Blake Wilson from Blake Wilson Reptiles, or if you're on Facebook, it's Blakey Two Inch. Amen. Well, that's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's also Blake and not Blake. <laughs> and also Blake. But you've been behaving yourself and not getting put in Facebook jail so much lately, huh? No, I just don't like get on the other accounts anymore. I keep getting banned, but I just <laughs> I just turn off the phone if it happens now. Gotcha. I always find it funny how many people you're friends with that I'm also friends with because I'll see your comments pop up on their stuff. I'm like, how the hell does Blake know? Because it's not Herb's people; it's just people from across the country. Oh yeah. But you also pop up on their stuff too. Yeah. But uh, I think what the first one you talk about with Blake is not the reptiles, but it's your makeup tutorial. Oh, you Wait, saw that? What? Oh yeah, I showed it to everybody. <laughs> How did I not know about this? Oh, you've you got to see it. Yeah. Jeez. It's on YouTube. Okay. So it, okay. It's uh, I kept doing that's it, my man. problem I kept, is I, I don't watch YouTube. 
I was, that was my plan. I think I got laid off or something. I'm like, I'm just going to do YouTube. And I, I did one <laughs> video, and I, I gave up. It's a great makeup tutorial. Oh, look, it's Andy. <laughs> Thanks, I was the cool one. <laughs> what, what? I'll show it to you later. It's uh, He goes full on, like, it's pretty good. Yeah. Hell good. yes. Look, you learn how to do your eye like a chola. I'm an expert. <laughs> That's exactly Blake's words. Those his words. <laughs> oh, man. We also talked about Blake. Uh, we talked about Blake earlier in the year, or last year, uh, with not so great news. When, oh, yeah. Yeah? When what was you, that, September? Yeah. When you had your fire, yeah. which was horrible. Which seemed, like we said, it seems to happen a lot lately. People are having... Yeah, fires and stuff, but it comes with the territory. You got a bunch of heat lamps and yeah, small buildings and or heat elements, all kinds of shit like that. And it because you have lots of very interesting stuff. Yeah, I lost a lot of interesting stuff in that fire. That was like all my monitors and stuff. Mm. I'm starting to rebuild now. I got a lot of that stuff back now, but definitely a big setback. You have some non-monitor, non-reptile stuff too. Oh yeah, yeah. We got lemurs and porcupines and kinkajous and. And you can't, can't I, just, I just I just got some uh in in a couple months I'll be picking up four baby tigers. Jeez, okay, <laughs> man, that's a completely different level. That's not I, wow. I watched that Tiger King movie and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> he can do it, I can do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is how I'm gonna make my millions. <laughs> but he got he a TV a show. I want a TV show. Not us personally. No, we we did not personally. The zoo had a, the zoo had a kinkajou. By we, I mean like when I was I love, in charge of the education department at the zoo, we had one. I love my kinkajous. They're my babies. He was something. See, Rick has kinkajous in there, the yeah. fucking devil. One of mine is one of mine is yeah. from him. Is so it? He produced it and gave me a really good deal on it. And uh, she's a, she's a sweetheart. Really, I love her. Yeah. Maybe they just like you. No, I just feel like Blake goes in there and like when they, they fight, he's like, I'm I'll one, fight back. I'm one with the animals, man. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's the way it is with the lemurs. Like, the lemurs hate my wife. Like, she can't, like, go in there and do anything because they'll, like, attack her. But, like, I go in there and fix light bulbs and they love on me and stuff. Are they like, ringtails? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the female mostly because the males kind of st stay away from everything. But the female, I think she thinks I'm her mate. So like every time your I'm wife out is there, competition. Yeah. So when my wife goes out there, she's like, "Oh, this bitch again." Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I can't believe you're bringing her around. Oh man. But, but she's. It's an animal magnetism. Yeah, she's, she's great to me, which is weird because my wife like raised her because I worked at the time when we got her as a baby, and so I wasn't around as much. So my wife bottle raised her and everything, and she was like attached to my wife, but. Uh, like after she like matured, she don't want anything to do with my wife. Uh, okay, so huh. it's interesting that you say that because I have talked to other people that have larger. I mean, lemurs aren't massive by any stretch, but they're larger than your normal average pet, and they have a similar situations where once the females mature, they no longer want yeah. anything to do with the wife and the relationship. Yeah. And yeah, it's got to be a hormonal I think it's thing. Blake looks like a big old ape. That's probably what it is. The beard. I'm cute. I'm cute to lemurs. There you go. <laughs> you hilarious. found your niche. Yeah. Lemurs. There you go. At least the lemurs like me. Oh, oh. my gosh. So, let's see. I'm trying to think. Every time I see you post something, it's a new animal. Fly River Turtles. The Fly River Turtles. Yeah. You've gotten those in. Oh, yeah. I got, I, I'm got. i the only supplier of, of uh, legal Fly River Turtles in the country. We have a, uh, a um, exclusive contract with the exporter. Who's the only exporter that can get the permits to, to export them out of Indo? And, really? And I have a, yeah. So nice. I get all of them, and and it's a lot of fucking work. It's, <laughs> it's, I bet. It's it's uh, 
because we, we got in. So there's a lot of got to be a lot of red tape in that yeah, hole getting that we thing. We got in over up. 150 of them. Jeez. And I still have about 30. So it's, it's still a lot of work. Yeah. That's got to be tricky because I know turtles are one of those things internationally that they're really sensitive about people shipping out turtles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so they have to be over four inches and everything and getting them here. And those are uh, CITES 2, so you, it's, it's hard to get the permits for a CITES 2 animal. And uh, so this, this um, facility in Indonesia, this guy has this huge farm and huge ponds, and he breeds them. He's actually breeding these turtles, so that's how he's getting the permits. And that's the, why he's the only one able to get the permits. Hey, girl. Sean's apparently <laughs> about to lick Blake. That's <laughs> disturbing. But, uh, yeah, because I've seen, I've seen several people have gotten fly river turtles from you. They're, yeah. they're one of those things, like, if, if you have a big enough tank, they are a very impressive turtle it's to watch. It's so cool. Dude, I have, I have two of them in my living room, and it's the, it's the coolest shit ever. Because, I mean, they're, they're flying in the water. It's How big of a setup do you have for that? So my, my little ones in my living room are just in a 100-gallon tank. But I have two. I love that he's just, 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 just 100 gallons. So I, my, two, my two bigger ones, so those are only like four inches. So they're little, you know, they're kind of big for turtles, but they're they're baby Fly River turtles. Fly Rivers get uh, over 24 inches. They get huge. And they got that cute pig nose yeah, that I love. Yeah, but my big ones, I have some that are about 12, 12 or 13 inches, a pair of them, and I have them in a 1,200-gallon stock tank outside. That's what I think stock tank's probably the best way to keep those yeah, guys. Yeah, it's, it's so much easier because I just keep it outside. And I actually kept it out all winter. And uh, I just heated the water with a like a bucket heater, and they did fine. They're still they're still really? out there and doing good. Hmm. Yeah. We've heard of a lot of people lately that are like, "Yeah, we use bucket heaters for this." Yeah, bucket I mean, it works really. Well. I did it for my crocodiles and stuff too. Just bucket heaters in the ponds, and uh, it kept the water warm enough for them. What crocodilians do you have? Uh, I have. Which ones can you talk about? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what that face was. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But uh, so I have. Um, I have an adult Siamese female, adult Nile. Uh, I have about 12 baby Niles. How's the temperament on the Siamese? Uh, pretty, like, like most crocodiles are kind of similar. They're kind of like explosive and yeah, and crazy. I have morelets, big morelets. Uh, I have uh, dwarf caimans and spectacle caimans. Cool. I just want a Chinese alligator. That's all I want is a Chinese alligator. Yeah, I'd but like the, I'd like those too. Those are. There's, there's really a lot of paperwork cool. and money that comes with those. Yeah, I think Chris Dieter has some, but I don't think he'd ever sell to people now, the public. Yeah. He, he's, he's AZA now. And oh, is he really? He's too good for us little people. <laughs> God, I, just, I love them so much. Like, They're so much better than American alligators. Yeah. They stay smaller. I, love American all- I feel like American alligators are underrated. Oh, no, I love American they're alligators. massive. There's no... Because like, when you go... like, If you're going to do like a zoo or something... Uh, a big alligator is an easy thing to get. It's cheaper than any other crocodilian. It's not oh, yeah. rare. Right. It's not exotic. It's just an alligator. Which but is crazy because they were almost extinct every, at one every point. Every kid or person who doesn't know what the hell they're looking at, they think they're all alligators. It's true. So they, they see a big, giant alligator that costs you nothing. You just went and caught the damn thing. And they're blown away. They're like, oh, that's the coolest thing. Then they see your Chinese alligator, and they're like, oh, a little one. Like, I don't give Bullshit. a fuck about that. That's my favorite right there. Yeah, and oh. you, they don't know the, the rare stuff. Yeah. So it's... Well, that's... We had a big we had a pair of alligators at the zoo I worked at, and I had Niles and Slender Snouts and American crocodiles, and we had Chinese. I, I, have, loved, an, I have American crocodiles too. Dude. I loved doing programs with the Chinese alligator at the zoo. But our American, American alligators, like I don't think people understand because so many people are afraid of them. We really have the pussies of all crocodilians. That's what I was gonna say. My American are so fucking shy. Oh man, like, I cannot get them to like come out and like like the baby Niles are 
fucking insane. Like you can't. Oh, I was attacked by an adult female. You can't reach your finger, hands down in there. Or they're all trying to get you. The Americans, they hide. You can't. Oh yeah. It's like man, they're kind of boring. It's like it's cooler because it's a lot more rare. It's like, like the in ball captivity than crocodilians. Yeah, it's it, they're super shy and they just want to kind of hide from you. It's like man, like it's super super cool because it's more rare in, in captivity. Yeah, you know, you know you can go see them in Florida wild, but right, we had know. a huge. Well, they kept saying it was a female when I worked there, and I never sexed it, but I was like, mm, it can't be a female. She was, she, he was massive. And then after I quit, uh, he ended up dying about a year later. Uh, like a chicken bone, like somehow lacerated the inside of his body, and he got an oh, infection wow. and died. And that's when they were like, oh, it's a male. I was like, really? The being 11 foot didn't tell you that it was a massive male, but yeah. he uh, he was good. At, it was a small exhibit, and so you'd have to get in to clean. So once you could get him out of the pool and up on land. He was good. He'd sit there, he'd clean, do what you gotta do, and then get out. But uh, he put up a fight at the beginning until you get him on the land. The Niles, on the other hand, are the only ones I've ever had actually come after me. They're they're insane. I want Cuban crocodiles. Fuck those that. are the those ones that run. Are, those are the ones that are that are very unmatched. Yeah. They run. <laughs> they they, they gallop at you. you I know? don't need something that's gonna outrun that's me. That's what I want so bad. <laughs> I want I want just because of the a lot of people like them because of the way they look. But I love I love the. The, the craziness. Oh, yeah. They, like every like. video you watch of them, I'm like, that thing's faster than yeah, me. Like, terrifying. for distance. Yeah. Because that's the one we always tell people, like, the alligators, well, it'll only chase you for a short distance. The Cubans will just fucking go. Like, that's those. what attracted me to Siamese, too, is because Siamese are kind of like that, too. That's why I was wondering how the temperament was on that, because I know that they can be kind of similar. Yeah, I, I want more of those. I want... They're hard to find, though. Really? Jacob, Jacobus. Got him with the only one that butchers names. Yeah. Sean Butcher, that name. That might be her last name. When, uh, last like weekend we were leaving the New Orleans show, you know when you you leave like Metairie and you enter that swampy area right by the airport? Yeah. Uh, we got off that long bridge and I'm like, what is that on the side of the road? And I realized it's about an eight foot alligator just oh, yeah. <laughs> walking yep. on the shoulder of the freeway. Welcome I'm to like, Louisiana. Well, okay. <laughs> Russell and then we're right behind us probably 10 minutes. And I was like, Russell will probably pull over. He's catch that, that. Like say. <laughs> it's in the yeah. back of Russell's truck. I'd love to have alligators. Alligators are, are super cool. But in Texas, it's, it's a weird, you mm -hmm. got to have special license. And you can have yeah. any crocodile you want, yep. but you can't have alligators. Which is crazy because yeah. it's by far the safest of all of them. Yeah. Yep. Way, way more calm. And if it gets away, safer. it's natural. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Way safer. Yeah. But you can have a Nile or more like rip your yeah. face off. That's, that is insane. The, I, what we talk about all the time, the legalities of certain animal stuff, and I know that you face that with bringing in certain things. The legalities of certain animal things are crazy. Yeah. It's on a card. It's either a debit card or... What are you? Oh, Andy. Oh, shit. Andy, I like We're your gay pride socks. We're just over here listening to Incubus, man. Hey, hey those are really <laughs> awesome socks. We talked about those. You can. Yeah. He can yeah. edit it out. Oh, Jesus. The dude blows his own balloons up up there. You know how many balloons he's blown up today? About 10,000. You know how many he's popped? About 10,000. I know. Oh, God. Hell yeah. Dude. Oh, God. I asked him straight up. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say no. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, God. If you haven't been to a Herp show, please come by and see Andy. No, no, you're going to edit all that shit out. Well, I was we'll not going to edit it out. We're going to hear Andy talking about getting blowjobs from the balloon guy. <laughs> anyway. God, our podcast is labeled explicit. <laughs> That's why we're allowed to have Blake on. There we go. I'm not explicit. Blake has been a fabulous guest. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's on his best behavior right now. 
It's all right. When we turn this off, I'll tell you the first time I ever met Blake and a fun story that I learned that night. What was that? I want to know the story now. Blake's yeah. <laughs> like, I don't remember that night. Uh, I don't know. We were hanging out by a pool at one of the shows. I don't remember. What show was it? I heard a fun story about a, I don't know what trip they were. Oh, the laser lights. <laughs> oh, that's oh, the, that's oh awesome. we, can tell, we can tell that one now. That was awesome. That was Fuck the yeah. coolest. To so this Blake, day, I've never been to a, a cooler place. Blake, please life. tell that story. It's, All right. <laughs> Right, this so. is the first time I ever met him. This is the story that I hear, like, literally as I walk up and get introduced to him. And I was just like, oh, was, my stars. All right. the most exciting night of my life, all right? <laughs> so there's this place called Foxy's in uh, Austin, Texas, right? It's a nudie bar, full nude. Mm-hmm. First time I ever been to one. I didn't know people did that, you know? <laughs> I was like... I walk in there and I see vaginas and I'm like, what? <laughs> they can do that? They don't do that. Man. I don't think I brought enough cash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do I, I spent, slide the card? There? I spent so much money. But anyway, so the first thing I do is I walk in. We're meeting a bunch of people there, the Herps show people, you know. And, and I walk in and I see, you know, Bart and Russell and a bunch of other people and they're like pointing behind me. They're like, look, look, look. I'm like, what? And I turn around, right? And I, as soon as I turn around, just flames go up in the air, right? This lady. Laying on her back, legs up in the air, fire! Wow! Shooting into the air, it was it was the most insane thing I had ever seen. And then she climbs up a pole, right? And she like clicks a flashlight on, but it's in her ass. <laughs> I bet her dad's proud. And she climbs up all the way to the top, and smoke comes up like like the fog machines start going, and there's just fog everywhere. And then she starts spinning down the pole. Like a strobe light. Jeez. It was the most insane thing. I, her name was Bambi. Of course it was. <laughs> this was the first time this was, I ever met him. I heard this story. I was I was so impressed. Hey, that's nice. made. Not, not 100 bucks. <laughs> Is he running? Huh? It says Blake Wilson on the thing. Yeah, Blake, like 100 bucks. 100 bucks for him for you already. <laughs> <laughs> I hope somebody's watching my table over there. <laughs> Oh, you by yourself? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Couldn't get a babysitter. I don't like bringing my kids to these things. They're horrible children. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that it's not like the rest of us. The other one, it's not our, we're not the problem. It's the kids. Yeah. So so Bambi just going off as a oh, I, I will never forget Bambi. And I hope I hope she's doing well because I went back to that club one night and she was not there. And it just was not the same. And no no strip club has really ever done it for me since then. It's just like a, there's no fire, no well, light. walks in. Do any of your strippers light the crotch on fire and shove flashlights up their ass? I've seen, no? I've seen one girl like like queef a dollar bill into the air, and I was like, nah, like that ain't much. I've seen a girl right. with a strobe light. I've seen a right. human strobe light. Right. That, that, I mean. You have a hard time talking So you that. shot some air out of your pussy. What? So what? <laughs> All right. Oh God. Uh, there you go. I made oh, a good explicit that is, podcast. That is a for great, you. great story. Well, one other thing. Oh jeez. Uh, so we talked with Carl earlier, and every time someone says they got a lychee in Texas, it usually comes from Carl. I have found in Texas, if anybody has a black dragon, it's come from Blake. Yeah. It's it's weird, like when someone becomes the person for. Yeah, I produced a some, lot of them over the last two years or so. It's, 
Is it? The, I'm assuming the just just a color morpher. I've never really looked yeah. into them. Yeah, so black dragon is just, and... it's a it's a melanistic water monitor. So originally they thought that they were actually a a, a species. So they had a, they had their own species status. It was uh, Varanus comini or comini or something like that. And then um, I think it was like around 2010 or 2012. Uh, somebody had bred them to a normal Asian water monitor, a Sumatran, and produced hets, and they, they looked completely normal, you know. And then they bred the hets back to a black dragon and produced captive black dragons. And because uh, before that, other people had only bred black dragon to black dragon, so they yeah. thought they were, you know, a species. They, they, they found populations. I'd say of like them. a small pocket of them somewhere. Yeah. So, so there was a, a small population in Malaysia or some shit like that, and uh, so everybody thought they were a species. You can still find them. I have wild caught black dragons now. Uh, I prefer to get wild caught, so you're not, quick, you know, multiple generations, you, you know, inbred. So our Either employees way. from the shop are, are working the show. The shop is closed this weekend. Just, and we I'm not trying to. Some extra I'm not trying to record anything here, Sean. And people are like, what the hell is this fake money? I'll get to hear this so lot. I'm editing this out. <laughs> He's a sponsor. This is his. Uh, Use that dollar value and then bring me the Herbs Bucks and I'll give you the cash. Oh. He didn't give me any Herbs Bucks. because you don't work for the nice. show. You don't work for at the shop. I've never got Herbs Bucks. I don't think they're real. Yep. Don't be an Andy. Is anybody going to queef them out? Queef them out. Queef them out. there. So, Black Dragons, how big does a water monitor get? So, the ones I was producing, the... The genetics behind them are, are much larger, so they're Sumatran locality, which get can get over seven foot. So they they get pretty large. Wow. Uh, there are different localities of water monitors that stay small. Actually, on my table right now, I have what, uh, what I call dwarf dwarf, yes, dwarf water monitors. So they're uh, Varana celebensis. So they're they're uh, from Sulawesi. They're a smaller growing water monitor. They stay like under 48 inches. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. that's not bad. And they're beautiful. They're, they have a lot of yellow and white on them. So they're incredible. Have water monitors been bred enough in captivity? They're fairly calm. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, wild caught ones can be can be pretty tame too. They're, really, they're really intelligent lizards. It is it is a little harder for for taming down the wild ones. I don't ever really try uh, with my breeders and stuff. With the babies I produce, I, I hand feed them and I hand tame them because I want people to get socialized lizards. I want them to, you know. Uh, Want to tell other people that they got a you know really calm lizard from me, so they yeah you don't want someone having a five foot pissed exactly. off lizard exactly I, I want yeah I want people happy with what they get from me so uh, this kid keeps throwing her damn candy on the ground over there and <laughs> I keep hearing it through my microphone if anybody's wondering what that slapping noise is it's annoying ass kid I don't, I don't think it's, right now. it's something it's something it's the not, bag is yeah. something else. She needs to go do it somewhere else. <laughs> it may be something else, but it needs to be done somewhere else. You're very else. distracted, babe. We'll smack her. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. <laughs> I'm going to parent your kid real quick. I don't know what that is. Says, Annoying is what it is. It flat on the bag. So yeah. yeah. I, think I mean, it's a I would toy. think you would open it first to play with it. Like, well, <laughs> I don't, her parents may have said, you're not allowed here's, to open that. Here's yet. your bag. Enjoy your bag. <laughs> Those are actually a couple of my really good customers. So. Are they really? Yeah. I'm talking shit, man. That's his people. <laughs> That's his people. <laughs> My people. My peeps. He sold that to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's the asshole. Oh, all right, Blake. All right. Go back to your table and make sure nobody's stolen anything. I'm coming to buy a $100 Aldabra. That's right. Oh, yeah, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Blake. Bye.